Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 50 years of sharing God's unconditional love and grace. Welcome to the Gospel Truth broadcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Gospel Truth. You are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Healing is a part of the atonement of Christ. God wants you well. How can you doubt that you'll get it if you've already got it? You're already blessed. Everything that Jesus came to do, the power for it is released through the gospel, the good news, the nearly too good to be true news. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to talk about your conscience, and I've got a brand new book on this entitled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Quotation from Genesis chapter 3 and verse 11, where God asked Adam, Who told you that you were naked? It wasn't God, it wasn't a devil, it was his own conscience. It was that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Before I get right back into that teaching, let me just mention once again that we are in our lodge in Woodland Park on our Karis Bible College campus. That's because we're moving from Colorado Springs up to Woodland Park, our Andrew Womack Ministries. We've got our set taken down and reassembled and we're working on it, but at the moment we're minus our set, so we're just using our lodge. And uh, I've got this fire going over my shoulder. On yesterday's program, it popped so loud it scared me. I hope it didn't affect uh, the TV, but this is just a temporary situation. We will have our um, set back, our television set, fairly soon. But I've been teaching on who told you that you were naked. This is actually a study about the conscience. I haven't got time to go back through this. This is now into my third week, midway through. I haven't got time to go back and rehash everything I've said, but we now are in Hebrews chapter 9, and there are twice in Hebrews chapter 9 and twice in Hebrews chapter 10 where the word conscience is used, and it's contrasting that under the old covenant law, the sacrifices that were made could keep Satan at bay because you were obeying God and stuff, but they were just symbols. They were only shadows of something to come. They weren't the very image of the thing, and they couldn't cleanse your conscience. That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 9 and in verse um, 9. It says that it could not make them perfect as pertaining to the conscience. But the New Testament sacrifice of Jesus can, because it says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? See, the Old Testament couldn't really change anything. You know, often we'll talk about an atonement and it covers sin. Well, that's the way it was in the Old Testament. It covered sin, but sin was still there. But under the New Covenant, sin has been removed. It is gone. It is non-existent. It's really not accurate for the New Testament believer to say, all my sins are covered. The truth is, all of our sins are gone. God took them and imputed those sins unto Jesus, and Jesus took them to hell and left them there. And there, you are not an old sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner, but you got saved by grace, and now you are the righteousness of God. See, the Old Testament was just shadows. That's what all of these things were saying. They're just shadows of things to come. You know, I've used this example before, but let's say that this table right here, instead of just being a table, let's say that it went all the way up to the ceiling or something. It was solid. And if you were standing on the other side, 
of this table, and I was over here. And if there was a light behind me, you couldn't see me because of this wall or table here, but you could see my shadow if there was a light behind me. And as long as you can't see me, then my shadow is very important because it could tell you what I'm doing. It could tell you if I'm standing still or if I'm coming closer to you or if I'm walking away or it could give you all kinds of information about me. But if I walk around the corner and if I'm standing in clear sight, we would consider, consider you a fool if you fell down and tried to shake hands with my shadow or if you started talking to my shadow. When you can't see me, a shadow is important. But when you can see me, you need to talk to me. You need to shake my hand, not the hand of my shadow. I think everybody sees that in the natural. Well, the scripture says that all of the Old Testament things, the animal sacrifices, the Sabbath, all of these kind of things were shadows of things to come. But the body is of Christ. That's Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And sad to say, many New Testament Christians are still trying to follow the shadows, the types, the patterns that were given in the Old Testament instead of living in the New Testament reality. And in the Old Covenant, people had to make an atonement for their sins with a blood of an animal every time you sin. But in the New Testament, it says in verse 12, this is Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. The emphasis is in the old covenant, it was done many times over because it was only types and shadows. And these things had to be kept continually in front of the people. They served a purpose. But in the New Testament, Jesus died once for the sins of the whole world. You do not have to get your sins under the blood or lose your salvation if you had an unconfessed sin. There's actually people that teach that, that if you have a single unconfessed sin in your life and if you were to have a car wreck and die in the car wreck and if you didn't have time to repent and get that sin under the blood, you would go to hell, even though maybe you'd been born again for 20, 30, 40 years and had done all of these things, you'd go to hell if you have any unconfessed sin in your life. You know, that's just impossible to live that way because sin isn't only when you transgress a direct command. It says to him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. So sin isn't only when you just go out and do something wrong. Sin is when you don't do the good that you should do. You just aren't the perfect person that you should be. And each one of us fails in that area continually. And many of us don't have it confessed. You know, there are people that are watching this program right now that you're very angry with me because I am violating religious tradition. And you know what? That's sin. I'm your brother. You are commanded to love me. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples that by your love one for another. So you know what? You, uh, there's some of you that honestly right now are guilty. If you had to have every single sin confessed, then I would do you a favor the moment you got born again to just kill you. I might go to hell, but that's the only way you would ever get to heaven. Because if you have to have every sin confessed and under the blood, it would be impossible for you to live up to that standard. No, this is saying that Jesus entered in once, once, 2,000 years ago, and obtained eternal redemption for you and for me. Not just up until the point 
THAT WE MADE JESUS OUR LORD AND CONFESSED HIM AS OUR SAVIOR. BUT HE FORGAVE US OF ALL SIN, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN SINS THAT HAVEN'T BEEN COMMITTED YET. I'M NOT GOING TO SIT THERE and, AND PUT THIS INTO BALANCE RIGHT NOW. THIS DOES NOT... I'M JUST GOING TO SAY THIS QUICKLY, THAT THIS DOES NOT MEAN THAT BECAUSE YOUR SINS HAVE BEEN FORGIVEN, PAST, PRESENT, AND FUTURE, THAT YOU JUST GO LIVE IN SIN. THAT'S NOT WHAT I'M SAYING. AND IF YOU ARE TRYING TO MAKE ME SAY THAT, OR IF YOU'RE GOING TO TAKE WHAT I'VE SAID AND USE IT IN THAT WAY, THEN YOU OUGHT TO GET BORN AGAIN, BASED ON 1 JOHN chapter 3, VERSE 3. I AM NOT ADVOCATING SIN, BUT I AM SAYING IT DOESN'T SEPARATE US FROM GOD. JESUS FORGAVE US OF ALL SIN, PAST, PRESENT, AND FUTURE. THE REASON WE CONFESS OUR SINS ONE TO ANOTHER AND THAT WE CONFESS OUR SIN TO GOD IS NOT TO GET FORGIVEN IN OUR SPIRIT, BUT IT'S WE ALLOW THE DEVIL TO HAVE PLACE IN OUR LIFE AND WE HAVE TO STOP THAT. WE HAVE TO TURN IT. WE HAVE TO CLOSE THE DOOR AND STOP HIM FROM HAVING ACCESS TO US. SO THERE STILL IS A PLACE OF CONFESSING OUR SIN. LET ME GO ON DOWN INTO VERSE 15. THIS IS HEBREWS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 15. AND FOR THIS CAUSE HE IS THE MEDIATOR OF THE NEW TESTAMENT THAT BY MEANS OF DEATH FOR THE REDEMPTION OF THE TRANSGRESSIONS THAT WERE UNDER THE FIRST TESTAMENT, THEY WHICH ARE CALLED MIGHT RECEIVE THE PROMISE OF ETERNAL INHERITANCE. NOTICE IN VERSE 12 IT TALKS ABOUT ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR OUR SINS. NOW IT TALKS ABOUT ETERNAL INHERITANCE. THOSE THAT BELIEVE THAT WE ARE SAVED WHEN WE FIRST MAKE JESUS OUR LORD, OUR SINS ARE FORGIVEN, BUT THEN WHEN WE SIN, WE LOSE THAT SALVATION AND WE ARE BACKSLID AND WE HAVE TO PRAY THROUGH AND GET BORN AGAIN AGAIN, THAT VIOLATES WHAT THIS SAYS. THIS SAYS THAT THROUGH THE BLOOD OF JESUS, WE HAVE RECEIVED ETERNAL INHERITANCE, NOT JUST INHERITANCE UNTIL THE NEXT TIME WE SIN. AGAIN, GOD HAS DEALT WITH ALL OF OUR SINS. SIN IS A NON-ISSUE BETWEEN US AND GOD. NOW, IT IS NOT A NON-ISSUE BETWEEN US AND PEOPLE AND US AND THE DEVIL. IF YOU WERE TO TAKE WHAT I'M SAYING AND SAY, MAN, THIS IS AWESOME. SIN'S A NON-ISSUE, SO I CAN GO DO ANYTHING. I'M GOING TO GO ROB A BANK. YOU KNOW WHAT? THERE ARE CONSEQUENCES TO YOUR ACTIONS. THEY'LL CATCH YOU AND THEY'LL PUT YOU IN THE JAIL CELL. BUT THE POINT I'M MAKING IS THAT AS YOU SIT IN THAT JAIL CELL, FOR THE NEXT 20 YEARS. YOU KNOW WHAT? GOD LOVES YOU JUST LIKE YOU NEVER DID IT. HE'S ALREADY FORGIVEN YOU. HE'S NOT MAD AT YOU. HE'S NOT CONDEMNING YOU. AND YOU COULD JUST HAVE AN AWESOME TIME OF WORSHIP AND PRAISE WITH THE LORD IN YOUR JAIL CELL FOR THE NEXT 20 YEARS. BUT IS THAT WHAT YOU REALLY WANT TO DO? NO, EVEN THOUGH GOD IS NOT GOING TO IMPUTE THAT SIN UNTO YOU, PEOPLE WILL IMPUTE IT UNTO YOU, AND SATAN WILL GAIN AN ACCESS TO YOU THROUGH YOUR SIN. SO THERE ARE CONSEQUENCES TO SIN, BUT THE THING THAT I BELIEVE THAT IS WRONG IS THAT THE CHURCH HAS TAUGHT GOD IS THE ONE WHO IS GOING TO PUNISH YOU. NO, GOD PUNISHED JESUS FOR YOUR SINS, NOT ONLY THE ONES YOU'VE COMMITTED UP UNTIL NOW, BUT EVEN YOUR FUTURE SINS. THEY'VE ALREADY BEEN PLACED ON JESUS, AND YOU HAVE ETERNAL REDEMPTION AND ETERNAL INHERITANCE, BUT THAT DOES NOT MEAN THAT YOU GO OUT AND LIVE IN SIN BECAUSE SATAN WILL EAT YOUR LUNCH AND POP THE BAG IF YOU GIVE PLACE TO HIM. YOU DO NOT WANT TO LIVE THAT WAY. GOES ON TO SAY IN THE NEXT VERSE, VERSE 16, FOR WHERE A TESTAMENT IS, THERE MUST ALSO OF NECESSITY BE THE DEATH OF THE TESTATOR. WE'RE TALKING ABOUT A NEW COVENANT OR A NEW TESTAMENT. AND YOU KNOW, A LAST WILL AND TESTAMENT ONLY GOES INTO EFFECT AFTER A PERSON DIES. YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT A WILL RIGHT NOW, AND IN MY WILL, I DISTRIBUTE ALL OF MY ASSETS TO MY KIDS. AND SO IT'S WRITTEN DOWN, BUT DID YOU KNOW THEY DON'T HAVE THEM NOW? THEY'RE IN THE WILL, BUT IT'S NOT... IT DOESN'T TAKE EFFECT UNTIL I DIE. 
AND SO THIS IS SAYING THAT THE NEW TESTAMENT COULDN'T GO INTO EFFECT UNTIL JESUS DIED. BUT JESUS DID SOMETHING THAT NOBODY ELSE HAS DONE. WHEN JESUS DIED, HIS LAST WILL AND TESTAMENT, THIS NEW COVENANT, NEW TESTAMENT, WENT INTO EFFECT, BUT THEN HE DID SOMETHING TOTALLY UNIQUE. HE ROSE FROM THE DEAD TO ENFORCE HIS OWN WILL TO MAKE SURE THAT THINGS GOT CARRIED OUT. NOBODY ELSE HAS EVER DONE THAT. SO JESUS DID DIE AND PUT THE NEW COVENANT INTO EFFECT, AND NOW HE EVER LIVES TO ENFORCE IT AND MAKE SURE THAT ALL OF THE THINGS THAT WERE PURCHASED FOR US COMES TO PASS. IN VERSE 17, IT SAYS, FOR A TESTAMENT IS OF FORCE AFTER MEN ARE DEAD. OTHERWISE, IT IS OF NO STRENGTH AT ALL WHILE THE TESTATOR LIVETH. WHEREUPON, NEITHER THE FIRST TESTAMENT WAS DEDICATED WITHOUT BLOOD, FOR WHEN MOSES HAD SPOKEN EVERY PRECEPT TO ALL OF THE PEOPLE ACCORDING TO THE LAW, HE TOOK THE BLOOD OF CALVES AND OF GOATS WITH WATER AND SCARLET WOOL AND HYSSOP AND SPRINKLED BOTH THE BOOK AND ALL THE PEOPLE, SAYING, THIS IS THE BLOOD OF THE NEW TESTAMENT WHICH GOD HATH ENJOINED UNTO YOU. MOREOVER, HE SPRINKLED WITH BLOOD BOTH THE TABERNACLE AND ALL THE VESSELS OF THE MINISTRY, AND ALMOST ALL THINGS ARE BY THE LAW PURGED WITH BLOOD, AND WITHOUT SHEDDING OF BLOOD THERE IS NO REMISSION. IT WAS THEREFORE NECESSARY THAT THE PATTERNS OF THINGS IN THE HEAVEN SHOULD BE PURIFIED WITH THESE, BUT THE HEAVENLY THINGS THEMSELVES WITH BETTER SACRIFICES THAN THESE. AND SO HE'S JUST GOING BACK TO THE OLD TESTAMENT TO VERIFY THAT THE BLOOD HAD TO BE SPILT. SOMEBODY HAD TO DIE. THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, GOD ALLOWED ANIMALS TO BE A SUBSTITUTE, BUT IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, JESUS' BLOOD WAS SHED FOR THE SINS OF THE ENTIRE WORLD. AND JESUS WAS SO HOLY AND SO PURE THAT ONE DROP OF HIS BLOOD WAS WORTH MORE THAN THE ENTIRE HUMAN RACE. JESUS PAID MORE THAN OUR DEBT DEMANDED. THE LIFE OF THE FLESH IS IN THE BLOOD, AND WHEN JESUS GAVE HIS LIFE FOR US AND SHED HIS BLOOD, HIS BLOOD PAID FOR THE SINS OF THE ENTIRE HUMAN RACE FROM ALL TIMES PAST TO PRESENT AND EVEN FUTURE. IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW MANY PEOPLE EVER LIVE ON THIS EARTH. JESUS HAS PAID FOR THE SINS OF EVERYBODY. SIN IS NOT REALLY WHAT'S SENDING PEOPLE TO HELL BECAUSE THE PAYMENT FOR OUR SIN HAS BEEN MADE. IT IS THE REJECTION OF JESUS, THE PAYMENT FOR OUR SIN THAT SENDS PEOPLE TO HELL. OVER IN JOHN CHAPTER 16, VERSE 8, IT SAYS, WHEN THE COMFORTER, THE HOLY GHOST, IS COME, HE WILL REPROVE THE WORLD OF SIN AND OF RIGHTEOUSNESS AND OF JUDGMENT. AND PEOPLE HAVE TAKEN THAT TO SAY HE WILL REPROVE THE WORLD OF SINS, ALL OF THE INDIVIDUAL ACTIONS THAT YOU HAVE, BUT IT SAYS HE WILL REPROVE THE WORLD OF SIN, SINGULAR, AND THEN VERSE 9 TELLS WHAT THAT SIN IS. IT SAYS OF SIN, BECAUSE THEY BELIEVE NOT ON ME. THE SINGLE SIN THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT IS CONVICTING PEOPLE OVER IS THE SIN OF NOT BELIEVING ON JESUS. NOW, AM I SAYING THAT, that THE HOLY SPIRIT WON'T CONVICT YOU AND SAY THAT THIS ADULTERY IS WRONG, that, THAT MURDER IS WRONG OR WHATEVER? NO, I'M NOT SAYING THAT, BUT I'M SAYING THAT INSTEAD OF JUST DEALING WITH THE SURFACE LEVEL, HE GOES BELOW THE SURFACE. AND WHAT HE'LL DO IS SAY, WHY ARE YOU COMMITTING ADULTERY? IT'S BECAUSE YOU DO NOT REALLY HONOR AND LOVE AND TRUST IN JESUS. JESUS GAVE YOU YOUR MATE. WHY ARE YOU GOING OUT AND DOING SOMETHING ELSE? SEE, INSTEAD OF TELLING A DRUG ADDICT, WHY ARE YOU DOING THIS? IT'S BECAUSE YOU MIGHT, YOU KNOW, GET uh, SEXUALLY TRANSMITTED DISEASES BY SHOOTING UP A NEEDLE OR SOMETHING. YOU COULD GET THESE DISEASES. YOU COULD GET HIV. YOU COULD GET ALL OF THESE KIND OF THINGS. 
THOSE THINGS ARE TRUE, BUT THE REAL REASON THE HOLY SPIRIT WILL CONVICT PEOPLE IS TO SAY, WHY ARE YOU SUBSTITUTING THIS ALCOHOL OR THIS DRUG FOR WHAT GOD WANTS TO DO IN YOUR LIFE? WHY DON'T YOU TRUST GOD? WHY DON'T YOU LET GOD GIVE YOU PEACE INSTEAD OF TURNING TO ALL OF THIS OTHER STUFF? SEE, THE HOLY SPIRIT WILL CONVICT YOU OF THE SINGULAR SIN, NOT ALL OF THE INDIVIDUAL SINS. HE MAY MENTION THE FACT THAT YOU'RE DOING DOPE OR are GETTING DRUNK, but, BUT HE DOESN'T CONVICT YOU OVER THAT ACTION. HE CONVICTS YOU OVER THE HEART PROBLEM THAT CAUSES YOU TO COMMIT THIS ACTION. ANYWAY, I'VE GOT A SERIES ENTITLED THE POSITIVE MINISTRY OF THE HOLY SPIRIT THAT WOULD EXPLAIN THAT IN GREATER DETAIL. THEN IN THE NEXT VERSE, THIS IS HEBREWS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 24, FOR CHRIST IS NOT ENTERED INTO THE HOLY PLACES MADE WITH HANDS, WHICH ARE THE FIGURES OF THE TRUE, BUT INTO HEAVEN ITSELF, NOW TO APPEAR IN THE PRESENCE OF GOD FOR US, NOR YET THAT HE SHOULD OFFER HIMSELF OFTEN AS THE HIGH PRIEST ENTERETH INTO THE HOLY PLACE EVERY YEAR WITH THE BLOOD OF OTHERS. FOR THEN MUST HE OFTEN HAVE SUFFERED SINCE THE FOUNDATION OF THE WORLD. BUT NOW ONCE IN THE END OF THE WORLD HATH HE APPEARED TO PUT AWAY SIN BY THE SACRIFICE OF HIMSELF. AGAIN, IF YOU HAVEN'T HEARD EVERYTHING I'VE BEEN TEACHING ON THIS, IT WOULD HAVE A GREATER IMPACT IF YOU COULD GET IT IN ITS CONTEXT. BUT THE WHOLE CHAPTER, HE'S BEEN SAYING, THIS IS THE WAY IT WAS DONE UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, BUT UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, WE HAVE A BETTER THING. AND HE'S SAYING THAT UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, EVERY TIME THEY SIN, THEY HAD TO OFFER A SACRIFICE. BUT CHAPTER 9, VERSE 12 SAYS, JESUS ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE, HAVING OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION. VERSE 15 SAYS HE OBTAINED ETERNAL INHERITANCE. AND NOW HE'S MAKING THIS SAME POINT AGAIN, THAT HE DOESN'T HAVE TO GO IN OVER AND OVER AND OVER THE WAY THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT PRIEST DID, BUT JESUS ENTERED IN ONCE AND OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR US. AND THEN IN VERSE 27, AS IT IS APPOINTED UNTO MAN ONCE TO DIE, BUT AFTER THIS THE JUDGMENT, SO CHRIST WAS ONCE OFFERED TO BEAR THE SINS OF MANY, AND UNTO THEM THAT LOOK FOR HIM SHALL HE APPEAR THE SECOND TIME WITHOUT SIN UNTO SALVATION. SO IF YOU TAKE ALL OF THIS IN ITS CONTEXT, THERE ARE EITHER FOUR OR FIVE TIMES HERE IN THE NINTH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF HEBREWS WHERE IT SAYS JESUS ENTERED IN ONCE AND OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION, ETERNAL INHERITANCE FOR US. IF YOU COULD UNDERSTAND THIS AND TAKE THE BLOOD OF JESUS THAT WAS SHED FOR OUR SINS AND APPLY IT TO YOUR CONSCIENCE, THIS WOULD FOREVER BREAK THE CONDEMNATION, THE SHAME, THE GUILT THAT IS ATTACHED TO OUR SINS. MAN, THIS IS POWERFUL. THIS IS POWERFUL. The, AGAIN, JESUS SAID IN JOHN CHAPTER 8, VERSE 32, YOU SHALL KNOW THE TRUTH, AND THE TRUTH SHALL MAKE YOU FREE. I'M SHARING THE TRUTH WITH YOU. AND SAD TO SAY, RELIGION, SEE, I BELIEVE ONE OF THE REASONS THAT OUR CONSCIENCE STILL CONDEMNS SO MANY CHRISTIANS IS BECAUSE WE HAVEN'T BELIEVED THIS GOOD MESSAGE. WE THINK THAT WE'RE ONLY FORGIVEN UNTIL THE NEXT TIME WE SIN. AND THEN WHEN WE SIN, WE'RE DEFILED AND GUILTY ONCE AGAIN, AND THEN WE GO BACK AND HAVE TO GET THAT UNDER THE BLOOD, AND WE'RE GOOD UNTIL THE NEXT TIME WE SIN. THE ONLY THING WRONG WITH THAT IS WE JUST ARE CONSTANTLY BLOWING IT. WE MAY NOT BE CONSTANTLY GOING OUT AND GETTING DRUNK OR COMMITTING ADULTERY AND DOING THE BIG TEN, BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? WE CONSTANTLY FAIL TO BE THE PERSON THAT WE SHOULD BE. WE COULD ALL STUDY THE WORD MORE. WE COULD ALL PRAY MORE. WE COULD ALL BE MORE PASSIONATE. WE COULD ALL LOVE OUR BROTHER AND OUR SISTER MORE THAN WE DO. AND BECAUSE WE HAVE NOT UNDERSTOOD THESE THINGS AND WE THINK THAT WE'RE ONLY IN RIGHT STANDING WITH GOD WHEN WE'VE GOT EVERYTHING CONFESSED AND WE'RE LIVING HOLY, 
BECAUSE OF THAT THINKING, OUR OWN HEART, OUR CONSCIENCE CONDEMNS US. HOW DO WE GET OVER THAT? WE TAKE THESE TRUTHS RIGHT HERE THAT JESUS ONE TIME DEALT WITH YOUR SIN FOR ALL TIME. YOU ARE NOW CLEAN IN THE SIGHT OF GOD. YOU KNOW, MY SISTER WAS AN EXAMPLE OF THIS, THAT MY SISTER LOVED GOD. SHE JUST DIED A YEAR OR SO AGO, AND SHE'S NOT WITH US ANYMORE. SHE WAS NINE YEARS OLDER THAN ME. BUT MY SISTER LOVED GOD. SHE SOUGHT GOD, AND uh, SHE WAS A GODLY PERSON. AND YET SHE HAD A DAUGHTER THAT I MEAN COULD MAKE A SAINT CUSS. <laughs> THIS GIRL uh, WAS A PIECE OF WORK. AND ANYWAY, MY SISTER TRIED TO WALK IN LOVE WITH HER, BUT SHE WAS BUSY ONE DAY FIXING SUPPER. HER HUSBAND WAS BRINGING A PROFESSOR FROM THE UNIVERSITY HOME, SO SHE HAD TO GET THINGS DONE. SHE WAS BUSY, AND MY NIECE WAS JUST BRAGGING AND MOUTHING OFF TO HER AND DOING THINGS. AND ANYWAY, JOYCE DEALT WITH IT AS LONG AS SHE COULD, AND FINALLY SHE JUST hauled OFF AND HIT HER DAUGHTER AND KNOCKED HER FLAT OF HER BACK. AND AS SOON AS SHE DID IT, SHE KNEW IT WAS WRONG. HER CONSCIENCE SMOTE HER, AND SHE JUST RAN UPSTAIRS, THREW HERSELF ACROSS THE BED, AND SHE REALIZED THAT SHE DIDN'T HAVE TIME TO FALL APART. SHE DIDN'T HAVE TIME TO CRY OVER THIS. SHE TOLD THE LORD, SHE SAYS, GOD, IF I START REPENTING AND CRYING OVER THIS, I WON'T COME OUT OF HERE UNTIL TOMORROW MORNING. I'VE GOT THINGS COOKING ON THE STOVE. I'VE GOT COMPANY COMING OVER. I'VE GOT TO HAVE A WORD FROM YOU. I NEED HELP. HOW DO I DEAL WITH THE GUILT AND THE CONDEMNATION OVER WHAT SHE HAD DONE? AND SHE SAID THAT THE LORD SPOKE TO HER AND SAYS, SAID, JOYCE, WHEN YOU WERE EIGHT YEARS OLD AND YOU ASKED ME INTO YOUR HEART AND ASKED ME TO FORGIVE YOUR SINS, I ALREADY ANTICIPATED THIS. I'VE ALREADY DEALT WITH IT. YOU'RE FORGIVEN. It's, IT HASN'T BROKEN OUR FELLOWSHIP, and, AND YOU'RE FORGIVEN. AND DID YOU KNOW WHAT THAT DID? IT DIDN'T ALLOW MY SISTER TO GO DOWN AND JUST HIT HER DAUGHTER AGAIN, BECAUSE AFTER ALL, SHE'S FORGIVEN. NO, IT STRENGTHENED HER TO GO DOWN AND REPENT TO HER DAUGHTER AND SAY, I'M SORRY, AND APOLOGIZE. AND THEN SHE WAS ABLE TO GET ON AND DO WHAT SHE'S DOING. I'M TELLING YOU, WHEN YOU UNDERSTAND THAT GOD HAS ALREADY FORGIVEN YOUR SIN, EVEN BEFORE YOU COMMIT IT, IT DOESN'T MAKE YOU WANT TO GO LIVE IN SIN MORE, BUT IT WILL KEEP THE GUILT AND THE SHAME AND THE CONDEMNATION FROM DRIVING YOU AWAY FROM GOD. REMEMBER SOME OF THE SCRIPTURES THAT I STARTED WITH. GENESIS CHAPTER 3, WHEN ADAM AND EVE'S EYES WERE OPENED, THEY KNEW THEY WERE NAKED. THEY HAD SHAME AND FEAR, AND THEY RAN FROM GOD. THEY RAN AWAY FROM HIM AND TRIED TO HIDE THEMSELVES INSTEAD OF GOING TO HIM. THAT IS THE FUNCTION OF A CONSCIENCE. AND IT, it SERVES A PURPOSE TO LET YOU KNOW THAT YOU'VE SINNED, THAT YOU NEED FORGIVENESS, BUT YOU'VE GOT TO GO BEYOND THE CONDEMNATION AND RECEIVE THIS FORGIVENESS. AND ONCE YOU RECEIVE THE SALVATION THAT IS OFFERED THROUGH JESUS, YOUR CONSCIENCE NEEDS TO QUIT CONDEMNING YOU. AND ON OUR PROGRAM TOMORROW, I'M GOING TO GET INTO CHAPTER 10 WHERE IT SAYS THAT YOU SHOULD HAVE NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. THAT SOUNDS NEARLY TOO GOOD TO BE TRUE, BUT THAT IS THE GOSPEL. MAN, THIS IS GOOD NEWS. THROUGH JESUS, YOU SHOULD NOT LIVE WITH A CONSTANT STATE OF UNWORTHINESS AND FAILURE. YOU OUGHT TO LIVE IN A CONSTANT STATE OF RIGHTEOUSNESS AND THINKING ABOUT WHAT JESUS HAS DONE FOR YOU. SOMETIMES A GIFT. ONCE UPON A TIME, MANY YEARS AGO, in the ancient land of Persia can change your life forever. forever. I found my king, and all my hope 
generation to generation, one family searching for the heart of Christmas. Andrew would like to offer you the Heart of Christmas DVD for just $25. Order your copy today at awmi.net. We hope that you've been blessed by today's teaching, which was taken from Andrew's brand new series titled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Let me mention once again that I've got a brand new book entitled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? This is actually a study in the conscience. It wasn't God that told Adam he was naked. It wasn't the devil. It was his conscience, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I not only have the book, but I have CDs, and I also have DVDs that were taken from our television program. And I tell you, this teaching would really, really help you to have a confidence and an assurance and a boldness with God. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information how you can receive this product. Andrew's teaching titled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? is available in a four-part CD album or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching in book form. The teaching highlighted in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv. Want to dive deeper into the Word, but your busy schedule robs you of that opportunity? Now you can listen to the Gospel Truth wherever you go with the Gospel Truth radio app. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we are broadcasting the Gospel, not only our individual television programs, but we've got conferences on there and it's great. No matter how your time is divided up each day, now you can plug into the Gospel Truth 24-7 at your convenience. It's a great way to stay connected in a world that demands so much of your time. Tap the app and start listening to Gospel Truth Radio. Go to the App Store and type in Gospel Truth Radio and download it to your smartphone. If you enjoyed today's program, you can watch this entire series and over 17 years of Andrew's TV and radio broadcasts free for you to download and share with others by going to awmi.net. awmi.net is where to find encouragement when you're discouraged. AWMI.net is where to find biblical truth when you need strength. You can always count on AWMI.net for sharing God's unconditional love and grace. <laughs>